for just about everything for the outdoors, go to MidwayUSA.com. This upcoming concert season will be all about the boots, and Tecovis is your stop for the best in Western style. Tecovis has seasonal and limited edition offerings this spring and summer, including men's and women's boots, apparel, hats, bags, and more. All Tecovis boots are made by hand in a time-honored tradition with timeless styles that are always on trend. And Tecovis has first wear comfort with little to no break-in period. It's hard to find this level of comfort paired with this level of style. Stop by your local Tacova store, have a complimentary drink or two, that's WCB style, and shop new styles. The smell of fresh leather and friendly staff are at your service. Many stores even have leather custom branding to make your boots truly personalized. And with regular live music and events, there's no in-store experience like it. If you can't make it into a store, just visit tecovas.com. That's T-E-C-O-V-A-S.com. They offer free shipping on all boots, as well as free returns and exchanges, and ship right to your door. Go to tecovis.com and find your new favorite pair of boots today. Fishing like a local isn't just about catching fish. It's about connecting with the environment and the people who call it home. It's about hearing the stories and traditions that have been passed down for generations and sharing unforgettable moments with the people you meet along the way. Fishing like a local is having an experience that stays with you forever. And with Fishing Booker, you can experience it too, no matter where you are. Discover your next adventure on Fishing Booker. Happy Friday, everybody. Today is April 7, 2023, and today is another good Feel Good Friday episode. It's actually my sister's birthday, so happy birthday to my sister if she's listening, so... Wanted to get that in there. Um, today's a good podcast. I had my buddy Lee Vandenbrink. He uh, he started a new side business uh, call, called Aerial Wildlife Solutions, and uh, it's just that Aerial Wildlife Solutions. He does, uh, you know, he's he's going to be doing drone recovery on uh, deer, and but he's that's not going to be the main source of his of his. Uh, his stuff. He, he really likes the land management side of things. Um, he's doing high end maps. He just did one on our farm and, uh, it's really high end and detailed. And he's also doing like consulting with, you know, a drone and, and working with land management companies and stuff like that. We get into all that, this podcast. So I'm going to like keep it high level right now. I don't really want this intro to go too long because Lee breaks it down really good in this podcast. And, uh, it's pretty, pretty cool what he's doing. Yeah, that I've been kind of following his, uh, some of his work on social media and I've got to, uh, see some in inside clips from you of what's kind of going on and and when you guys did the uh the podcast and uh some of the videos and uh some of the things he's going to be offering is really cool i think most people when they think of just the drone recovery stuff it's just recovery only where this guy's uh he's got a lot of ideas on the table no doubt yeah he's definitely coming and i should say he's also partnered with my other good friend adam rock as well adam wasn't on the podcast with us uh he had some obligations but i just want to shout out to adam as well they're both doing it they're filming all their stuff they're 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 trying to build up their youtube channel so go to aerial wildlife solutions on youtube subscribe to them do the same thing on all their social platforms 
Instagram, Facebook, and then their website is aerialwildlifesolutions.net, not .com, it's .net. Lee gets into a little funny story about why it's .net because uh, he screwed up when he went and got the domain, and then somebody bought it, and they're trying to make him buy the .com for a whole bunch of money, and he's like, no, I'm not doing that. <laughs> so, <laughs> is that is that almost like a little, like, blackmail or something like that yeah Yeah. i don't know something yeah i think maybe anyway lee gets into it so it's a good podcast we're gonna rip off some partners here and then we've got a question of the week so don't forget that i think we're gonna after this podcast i think we're gonna well actually after tuesdays as well so coming up here in the near future i think we're gonna do these partners a little different so we just don't bulk them up at the beginning i know they kind of get long and lengthy but um it is you know, I, we believe in all these partners and they believe in us and it really helps. I'm not going to say it's the only reason why the fall podcast goes because I, it's not, but it does help. I mean, all this gear, you, you don't see it, but there's a lot of gear, headsets, recorders, you know, and, and being able to travel and go do this, that helps with, you know, the partners help with all that and, and the money that we can get from them and, and uh, we can help them as well, just kind of helping push their awesome products um, and hosting fees. Hosting fees get aggressively expensive, um, and it's it's there every year, <laughs> and it's not going down. So um, yeah, bear with bear and with on us to- on the partners. So yeah, well, and on top of it, the, for the listeners, some of these have some pretty good discount codes. So <laughs> you're you're saving some coin. Yeah, so let's rip it right off. Helix Broadheads. If you use the code FALLHX10, you're going to save money on getting new broadheads. Now, the cool thing about Helix is you can order one broadhead if you don't know if you like it or not. Order one from them, and you still get the same deal, and you can see if you like it. Shoot it and sharpen it. They have sharpeners, so you know go buy their sharpener as well. Uh, they come from the factory sharp, and... If you don't want to sharpen them yourself, you can send them back into them and they will sharpen them and send them back to you. So that's a pretty good deal as well. Uh, they offer an FJ4 and an FJ2. So you got a two blade and a four blade. Go check them out, helixbroadheads.com. Latitude Outdoors. A little biased. I'm just going to say it, but um, ergonomic, efficient, lightweight, best mobile gear out there. The Method 2, the classic. You know, in the new sticks, I mean, come on. The platforms, X-Wing, Rebel. I mean, let's just be honest here, guys. If you guys aren't running this stuff, you really need to go there and try it out. Um, And even if you, you know, are a mobile hunter with like a tree stand or something like that, they do offer things like a gear strap or, you know, other things that there's in the sticks too that can help you be lightweight and efficient as a mobile hunter in general. It's We're not pro saddle here. It's just... We get it. You know, there's a lot of different types of mobile hunting. Latitude just wants to help everybody. So go check them out, latitudeoutdoors.com. Use the code THEFALLPODCAST for 25% off on some of those awesome items. So you guys can save some coin on that. Exodus, this is a big one. This is the month of April. Right now they're doing their upgrade program. So you can save 25% off with either an Exodus Render or an Exodus Rival and or the bundle with them so that comes with the solar panel you can save 25 percent off right now by using the code upgrade for the month of april so do it now we're in the middle of the month well close to the middle of the month but 
it's not going to last that much longer. So what you need to do, how it works is you go to exodusoutdoorgear.com. You purchase either an Exodus render, render bundle, arrival, or arrival bundle. Okay, so you click purchase, you put in your card info, and you hit buy, purchase. Okay, so then what happens is after Exodus receives the, um, you know, sees that you bought a camera, they will send you a return label for your clunker. So your old trail cam, and it does not have to be an Exodus camera, it can be any camera. They will send you a return label for that camera. They will send you that. You box up that old camera. You send it to Exodus. Once they receive that old camera, they will ship you your full order. So I know it's kind of wordy, but that's how it works. And don't forget, it's coming with the five-year warranty, the five-year theft and damage coverage, and the best-in-class customer service. So five-year warranty on a camera, to me, that's second to none, honestly. Uh, so go check them out, exodusoutdoorgear.com. Use the code UPGRADE for that. Another one, Garmin is a big one. So Garmin has a couple different bow sites. They have the A1, they have the A1i, and they have the A1i Pro, which is the new one. Right now, for the month of April, they're doing $100 off mail-in rebate. And you can do this at any Garmin dealer, okay? Or you can go to the website and do it. So what you do is you go in there and purchase it ask for the mail-in rebate or on the website it'll have a little spot right there where you can do it they'll give you a hundred dollars off a new site right now and if you're into crossbow hunting they have a site for that as well and you get two hundred dollars off on that so garmin.com or go to any dealer get that hundred dollar hundred dollar rebate um right now or the two hundred dollar rebate if you want that as well so go do that buck bourbon they were running a deal with the blinds uh actually i think they still are so sorry I'm completely wrong. They are still running a deal with their ground blinds right now. Turkey season in some states is here. Other states, it's almost opening. They have a rack house, 300 plus, that is $50 off right now. And then they have a rack house, 150 plus, that is $99.99 right now. So both deals, go to buckbourbon.com, check out these ground blinds. Uh, the rack house, 300 plus. It has one-way mesh windows, so you can see out, nothing can see in, but both blinds have the saloon-style swing door, and uh, you don't have to get caught in it, like a, like Charlotte's Web. You're not getting caught in it, you know? You, you can just get right in there, you know? <laughs> so, go, <laughs> the saloon-style door is nice. That's your favorite one to do. <laughs> I love it. I love it. And if you guys aren't watching this, because it's probably not on YouTube yet, but you're listening to it, I'm just dancing over here, you know what I mean? But you guys got to feel what I feel. You know, usually those ground blinds, they have big zippers, and they, they're they like, you know, they're loud, you know, and it's like you're trying to get in a bird that's roosted there or something, who knows, or a deer, whatever. This one, there's a latch, okay, and it's got like a, it's almost like spring-loaded in a way, so it almost keeps itself closed, but you latch it, and you unlatch it, get that bad boy wide open, and then daddy can dance in there. So get yourself <laughs> a new blind from Buck Bourbon. Just because of the slewing style door, I'm telling you right now, do it. BuckBourbon.com. Mm -hmm. Go check them out. The last two, but certainly not least, Prime, G5Prime.com. Go check out their new bows and, and America's Best Bow Strings. Use the code THEFALL to save some money on some new strings. That is keeping the lights on. They're not flickering, which is a good thing. Um, thank you guys for sitting through that. Uh, but there is some good deals. Like David said, you guys can save some coin by using these. So... That's it. Now we should get into, uh, well, first I, I do have before the question of the week, uh, I want to tell everybody 
to go to iTunes and leave a five-star rating and leave a review. And a lot of people are leaving reviews as far as like questions, uh, like questions of the week. And then I had a guy reach out the other day and he asked me a question on here and it said, um, his name's Connor. Oh boy, Connor, your last name. I do not know if I'm going to, I'm going to, I'm going to throw a stab at this. All right. Uh, Cowell, Cowell, mm. Kowalkowski. Kowalkowski. That's what we're calling. Okay. Sorry, Connor. Kowalkowski. <laughs> Sorry, Connor. It sounds pretty good. Sounds pretty good. Rolled right off the tongue, didn't it? Um, <laughs> his question is, uh, and actually it's for you as well, David, because you, okay. you, you're you part of Latitude as well. So he says, uh, what do you guys think is the most important thing you've picked up on hunting from the new guys you're working with at Latitude and how are you going to apply it this next season? So I'm going to, I'm going to rip something off right here first and foremost. And, um, there's, there's been a few things I've picked up on, but the, the thing that sticks out to me is I've got to give Alex chop a big kudos. And, um, the reason why is because we shared camp with all those guys and all the guys are great, but Alex, there's something about Alex that stood out to me and it's his his drive when it comes to hunting his drive is second to none uh getting up early driving over you know a couple hours away to get to you know and walk back in remote areas unfamiliar places and and do things that like a lot of guys just don't do is crazy and, and he just when he gets back and he's he's game planning and he's going to bed and, and getting up early before everybody else and it's just his drive and it, it doesn't stop and that goes as far as hunting but it also goes like now that I'm working with him you know behind the scenes with latitude as well he's got a drive man he's he's a driven dude and um that is something that I have a drive but it goes in ebbs and flows you know what I mean it, it's discipline and sometimes I lose that discipline. So that is something that I'm going to tell myself like going forward is like stay driven, stay hungry. Don't, don't lack a little bit, you know? So that's, that's a big thing for me. I don't know about you, David, but uh, that, that was one thing I just want to say that, that really sticks out to me. Yeah, that, that, that's a great point, Aaron. And I, I can easily see that too, right? Like that's, you nailed it with Alex. No doubt about it. Um, the first thing that kind of comes to my mind when I think of, you know, uh, hunting and, and doing a little work around with the, uh, the latitude crew is that there is more than one way to skin the cat. Okay. And when I say that is I, I am such a routine person and that routine personality flows right into my hunting style. And I have like a very specific hunting style. And when I get around, the, the latitude guys and each one of those guys is an individual that they all hunt a little different, but they all still get it done. Even though like that's maybe something totally that, you know, that's different to me and what I've ever been taught or learned the hard way, it still works. And whether you're, you know, in the swamps of, of mid Michigan or you're down in the hills of Southern Ohio or you're up in the big big woods of northern Michigan, like there's different ways to tackle those those pieces of the ground and still get on deer and still kill deer. So yeah, that's uh there's more than one way to skin the cat in this game, buddy. There's and 
as long as you're open-minded to it, that that's what I'm, that's my approach that I'm taking with it, being open-minded yep. to it. It's going to make me even more deadlier than what I am now learning. Nailed, nailed it. Being open-minded. That's a huge one, huge one. And, mm-hmm. and you can see it with just Alex, Kevin and Jake metallic that are the three owners, you know, they're, they're three vastly different people that do things vastly different, but honestly, they work so good to, together and all of them are successful in their own ways. It's really, it's really cool to see when you're there actually visualizing it's it's neat that's a good one man i like that yeah yeah for sure okay so i i had a i had a guy write a uh, question in for you buddy and uh he said it's okay to say his name so the the guy's name is uh zach potter and he, this is the question he says you're in your home state of michigan and you're walking to your your kill tree for the for the night and you come up upon upon your number one target and your number two target bucks locked up Okay, target number one is dead already, but target two is alive. You still have two buck tags in your pocket. Are you shooting the one buck and putting tags on both the bucks, or are you going to try to free up the one buck and see if he can survive? Freeing him up. <laughs> no, Freeing him up? Okay. I can't okay. shoot that deer like that. I honestly cannot. Okay. Ah. Uh, I know. See, when he wrote that, I was instantly, I was like, that's, that's it. What you I say was his name was Zach? That. Zach? Zach Potter. Yep, Zach Damn Potter. Damn Zach. Don't come here yeah. with that. <laughs> yeah. As soon as I no, seen it, I was instant, instantly, I was like, how have myself or Aaron not thought of that? Quite? Like, that's a that, great that's one of those, question. That's a tough call, right? That's a super tough call. Like, one, you're going to try to free up, you know, a, an animal that could, arguably kill you right then and there like one wrong tie into in the body somewhere kill you bleed out one's already dead but like you know because that's how it happens like two four pointers don't get locked up the biggest no. of the big in the areas those are the boys getting locked up and you know one usually always dies a lot of times both of them die but like i it almost seems like when they do get found one's already dead and the other one's struggling but you, yeah. You ever watch some of those videos and they got like a, they got a freaking chainsaw and stuff. I'm like, man, it's that's risky. But yeah, man, I, I'm, I, I would be I, the same as you, man. I'm gonna unlock them and then let you know that number two deer. You know, hopefully he survives and I can get another crack at him. And then you know I'm gonna see if I can get like a salvage tag or put my mm-hmm. tag since you get two buck yeah. tags and I have. To, I would put my buck tag on that deer and. As long as I could keep them, you know, and more than likely I probably would have history with the deer, um, you know, so that's that's what I'd do. It, it'd be so hard for me to shoot a deer like that. I, I yeah. don't know if I could do it. Yeah, it, it would be tough. It would be it would be really tough. You know, yeah. I, you know, and, and there's no on, the honest to God answer is there, there, there is no right or wrong answer. Like that is, the, you know, you as the hunter in that situation, you do get to make that decision. And I don't know, man, I, I could see, I could see guys definitely shooting it. And I could see a lot of guys like, I think I, you know, like what your answer is, like, I think that's kind of like the, you know, how you say it, like the, the, the conservation that kind of comes out and yeah you, you still want to see that the animal do good you know yep for sure yeah no a good question what would you do would you do the same 
I would, yeah. I, I would do I would do everything I could to get those deer unlocked. Um, you know, like I, I feel like in that situation it would have to be like going back up to a farmer's house and getting some kind of equipment to get them undone. And and honestly, uh, if if I was able to be successful getting them undone, I think at that point, like if you're talking like like I said, th- these are th- these would be two really big deer and and the one that if you had a lot of history with and and uh you know he's he's the reality is he's big in size i would have no problem just putting a tag right on him i i wouldn't even worry about trying to like oh like let's see if we can get a salvage tag because i still want my two tags i'd be like no they he can have my tag yep same same way man that's a good question everybody you know if you're listening to this keep submitting those questions. You can go to iTunes and submit them in there in the comment section, or you can hit David or I up in the, uh, in our Instagrams and stuff like that. We, we want all these questions. So thank you guys very much for doing that. And also, uh, go to iTunes, leave a five star rating, leave a written review and do the same thing on Spotify. It helps in all the rankings and helps get the more word out there that about the fall podcast. So thank you guys very much. And, uh, I guess we'll get over to this interview with Lee and I, and, uh, hope you guys have a good rest of your day. All right, we're hot for another episode of the Fall Podcast. Today, I'm up at uh, my personal deer camp with my good friend Lee Vandenbrink with me. We're actually doing a map of the property today. So um, we'll get into that today, like what that all entails, because I'm super excited about that. The high quality maps that uh, Lee is doing now with his new company, Aerial Wildlife Solutions, is... uh, I don't see a map out there that rivals this. Onyx, Spartan Forge, HuntWise, Hunt whatever, don't see a map that rivals it. No, no, and really there's not. As far as when you go into a detailed map and an up-to-date detailed map, there's zero comparison on the market right, right now today. Like, yeah. Don't get me wrong. I love HuntWise. I love Onyx. Um, they serve a purpose. They serve a great purpose. Yes. But if you are a landowner or have a piece of property that you continuously hunt for years and you want a high quality map, I promise you there's nothing that compares to the maps that I'm creating right now. Yeah, it's it's wild. And we're going to get into it today um, on this. We are going to have a couple breaks just because the drone is doing its thing. So every 20 minutes, Lee's got a reminder to uh, have to go check the remote and swap batteries. Yeah, the property's 218 acres, so it's going to take like two hours for it to do Yes, it it was taking a total of 4,500 individual pictures. Yep. And like I said, we'll get into this later, but yeah, I'm going to take 4,500 pictures, stitch them together to create one map. That's wild. And I, okay, I don't want to get into the map thing just yet because there's some (laughs) other things. It is so exciting. I wanted to watch the remote the whole time looking for deer, you know, and it's like, oh, but right now, I mean, it's a good time to do it, right? We're in the spring. We're in early April. It's April 4th as we're doing this and it's overcast, not a lot of wind, no foliage on the trees yet. So it's going to be good. It is the perfect time because like, so I did my family farm uh, a couple months ago. There was a light dusting of snow on the ground. And I love it's the there's no foliage on the trees right now. Like there's nothing. Trees are bare. I can literally see deer tracks on the ground from That's my wild. map. Like and it's <laughs> yeah. I'm, we're getting into the map again. Yeah, already. yeah. <laughs> okay. Let's let's go back because let's start it off here. So first of all, we we've done this podcast once, but we we scrapped it. Um, you guys had some things change and everything as far as the you know the 
offerings and all that stuff. So we wanted to update it. There was mm-hmm. nothing bad about it. We just wanted to update it. So let's. What's AWS? Let's get into it first and why you wanted to get into it and why you're doing it. Yeah, so AWS um, is stands for Aerial Wildlife Solutions. Um, what it is is um, it's a drone, a thermal drone company, and we do everything from, as we're saying, we're, we create maps, we do deer recovery, we do herd analysis, or what we call it is our um, <clears throat> uh, deer density study. We have a land management package um, and a general reveal package and then a basic general flyover package. So we offer, we basically take everyone, everyone's heard of uh, deer recovery in Ohio. It's a, he's a, he's got a great thing going, but I'm, our company is taking this a step further as far as our capabilities and we're really maxing them out what we can do with our drone and everything that we offer is, I think it's, it's going to take a second to catch on once people realize how accurate and like how beneficial this is. I think a lot of people are going to start latching on and like really using our capabilities and everything that we have to offer. Yeah, no, that's, that's really cool. And you know, yeah, there has been a big onset of this deer recovery thing and, and what you can do with a thermal drone and all that stuff. And like, it's, it's very neat. Like there's a lot of benefits to it. I really like the approach you're taking outside of the deer recovery thing because the land management side is something that I still like to do. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? And I think a lot of people like to do, and then we'll get into a, a, you know, a a case study that we did here on this farm a couple months ago about entering your farm. And and it was like eye opening to see how many deer you're pushing. Yeah. I mean, we're, we're evolving as hunters every single year. I think technology allows us to you know, learn more about deer. Um, think about when cell cameras came out, first came out. Like, look, look how that changed the game in hunting. Yep. Like, it's it's incredible. Mm-hmm. Same thing with thermal drones now. And I think, this, to me personally, thermal drones is the biggest advancement to use for hunting that there has been so far. Like, yeah. the, the possibilities are honestly almost endless on everything that we can do with the drone. Um, like, example, like when we did your farm, um, you, how, what's the best way to, you never know how you're entering your farm, how many deer you're blowing. Yep. Well, a couple of test studies and with the thermal drone and we know exactly what's happening. It's, it's, yeah. it's truly incredible. And I think, I think a lot of people are going to be, like I said, a lot of people are going to, there's a, there's a little, how do I want to say it? People are gonna be nervous about it and not really understand it totally. Mm-hmm. And think just like anything else, stuff can be used for bad. I totally get it. But when you use it for good, you're going to see, you're going to have good results. And I think people are going to really enjoy seeing everything that we're offering. Yeah. Have an open mind, I would say, yes. you know, before you're just going to discredit. Cause I know a lot of people that were like, that's, that's like even the cell cam thing. I don't want to go down this, <clears throat> this freaking road, but people are just cell cams are all bad. It's like, mm-hmm. don't even touch them. It's like, nah, it's not they're, like if they're, they're used bad. And and not the right intentions, then yes, you probably shouldn't be using them. Yeah, agreed. So I can definitely get it. You know, somebody could use this drone for bad or use a drone for bad, but I I really just respect it. Yep. You know what I mean? So yep. Let's t- take take what's been evolved over time and use it to your benefit. Hundred percent. Let's get into that case study that we did out here. So that was in January, I believe it was. It was after season. I know it was cold. No, it was there was snow on the ground. It wasn't January. Must have been like February. Maybe February. 
Anyway, it was after a season. It was colder than crap. And basically what I wanted to do, and both of us, we talked about it, was like, you know, instead of just coming doing like a deer census and how much is on the farm, is it coming down? Nope. I was just checking to make sure it wasn't, the drone wasn't landing <laughs> in the background. <laughs> you might see it go right down if you're watching this <laughs> podcast. But um, I wanted to know, because our, our main entry is behind us here. We have a 65-acre hayfield, and that's the only entry we have into this farm. Now, it is our destination food, but when we come in here, you know, the, the thought was we blow a lot of deer out, but we mm-hmm. didn't really know. So that was going to be the case study on top of like how many deer were living on the farm in the winter is like, okay, let's set it up. We went down the road a little bit. We didn't pull in, you know, you got the drone up, scan the field for deer. We did see deer in there. And then mm-hmm. it's like, okay, you take the truck and it was morning. It was dark, just like you'd be doing a morning hunt. Mm-hmm. And so kind of take us through that and like what you analyzed when you were looking at the remote of like, oh God, like this is yeah. apparent. And so, and this is where it's, it's very situational, obviously. Um, so this was after season deer have been pressured. So just, you have to take all this into consideration, but what you want to know is when you drive into your property, are you blow, like, are you blowing deer out of the field? How far are they going? Like what's happening? Like every time, are you hurting your farm every single time that you hunt your farm? Mm-hmm. So like you said, we got the drone up in the air. We were parked down the road a little ways. I flew the field. There was, let's see, there was four, I think six deer in the field. I think before you pulled in. (laughs) Um, Counted all the deer in the field, brought the drone back. You pulled up with the truck. I got uh, the drone above the field again. And as you pulled in, I was basically just watching the deer and how they reacted to your truck. And I mean... I, I would say you're like I said, all four tires didn't even touch dirt before every single deer in that field was gone. Yeah. Um I mean were, were you surprised by that? Um no. Um said it it was the end of season, deer have been pre- I mean Michigan seasons deer get hammered. Yeah. So like they're a little little sketchy. It was I wasn't surprised, but I was more of like uh damn. You know, like <laughs> you know, you wanna be able to like Say driving in doesn't scare yeah, deer, but yeah. but I, I'm interested because I want to have you back up like this summer, like late summer coming in when there's hundred deer in this field, and we're gonna do the same thing. And I think they'll have a different reaction to it. 100%. I think some deer will go off, but I think a lot of them will stay put. I totally agree. And like I said, this is, was a very situational experiment that we did. Um, but now you know, like late season, that, that that's what happened. So like you said, we're gonna come back. Before season, you said there's usually like a hundred deer on the field. Mm-hmm. That's gonna be a a great, great like way to observe how the deer are reacting. Basically, yeah. when you're hunting all year, I gotta go check the drone. Do you? Okay, yeah. we'll take a <laughs> time out. Station identification. We'll do a pause, and we're back after that station identification. <laughs> now we got another twenty five minutes. <laughs> yeah. So uh, drone just came down, needed a battery swap, which that's kind of neat. How. Well, we'll get into the map here in a little bit. I don't want to get too far. I forgot what we were talking about. I did too. So uh, apologize, everybody. We had to go out and change the battery, but uh, we're back. So we were talking. We're talking uh, about your deer. Oh, yeah. Yeah. We we're talking about the case study we did. Yeah. So we we're talking about how different when we come back in the late summer into the fall, I think how the deer would react differently. Yes. On pressure deer. And you said there's going to be a lot more out here. So yep. I think it'll be a, a much better analysis of what what's truly going to happen like i said it was we did that survey on a day that just kind of worked out on our schedules Mm -hmm. as far as me coming up here and doing your property we did thermal we flew the whole property with thermal and kind of saw how many deer on it um but yeah i think when we come back it'll be a much much better like 
real evaluation of what happened. Yeah, and and one of the big things I wanted to get out of that was, and, the, and I like how you and Adam, Adam Lee's got a, a a partner, Adam Rock, also, and he's not here today. But um, the one thing I wanted to get out of it too, and and how you guys think, you guys think like managers also, and you guys know deer hunting really well. You've been doing it a long time on a high level, so. You you guys are interested in a lot of that stuff too. So the one thing I wanted to get out of it is we have two cedar swamps on this on this property, and we have a little bit of thermal cover, but it's not thermal cover that um, I think really holds a lot of deer in the winter. So I was gonna I wanted to s- dissect like these cedar swamps and see how much deer are actually in them. And when we flew over them, I would I got a little upset. <laughs> <laughs> they weren't holding deer like I thought they were, which. Um, now it could have been, yeah, the day that we were flying, maybe they weren't in there. Mm-hmm. Um, but I, the way I was hoping to see like kind of a gaggle of deer to be in there, you know, six mm-hmm. to eight to 10. And then, I, then I could be like, okay, yeah, they're using it. But there, we, I think we saw one doe in the one uh, cedar well, no, they were, over here. Yeah. So that group, uh, we saw, was it a family of four? Yep, they, back by the Y yep, they here. came from here, and they were heading to we, – we completely dissect the entire cedar swamp. I flew circles around that thing trying to find deer inside of it. Yep, found a lot of squirrels. <laughs> found a lot of squirrels. Um, no deer inside of it, and as we were leaving it is when we picked up those um, four, that group of four doe, and they were heading to yep. that. By that time, we had – we we spent enough time on there where we, you wanted to see other parts of your property, so we kind of just watched them for a little bit, mm-hmm. how they went through your woods. They were heading right towards the cedars, and we went on and um, continued to find the rest of your property. Yeah, and it could have been, too, a case of, like, they were just out grazing and then they're going back to bed for the yep. day. I mean, that probably, honestly, was what they were doing. But, you know, to kind of go back to what we were doing that day as well, as you asked me, like, how many deer do you think live on your farm? And I, I said, honestly, I want it to be, like, 30, but you know, I really think I said like eight to 10, maybe, Mm -hmm. you know what I mean? And we ended up having six deer on the farm that day. Honestly, I think a lot of people, a lot of uh, landowners get wrapped up and they want to hold a lot of deer and they think they do like, but you got to be realistic with yourself and how many you think it's sustainable. I think our property here, 218 acres holds at least one doe family group, maybe another, Mm -hmm. you know, and that was kind of disappointing. Yeah. And (laughs) I I think that's the biggest thing that, uh, I'll, I'll be able to show people on this. A lot of guys, like you said, they, they want to say that they're holding 10 to 15 deer on their property. Um, realization is, is like, I mean, most, unless you've really done management work to your property and habitat improvement, there's a chance that they're betting on other people's property. Mm-hmm. Um, one of the first jobs that we did was flying for my buddy, <coughs> Teddy in, uh, about down by my home area. And he legitimately, he had, I think it was, it was like roughly 20 acres of timber. And I'm like, I asked him before we flew, I'm like, how many deer do you see a sit? He's like, oh, he goes, late season, I'll see 40 deer, 20 to 40 deer sit. I'm like, oh, wow. I'm like, they're, are they all on yours? He's like, yeah, I think they're, most of them are betting on, on mine. Some of them come from the neighbors, but for the most part, they're all on ours. We flew that entire property, and this is like just after season ended. And like he hunted towards the end of the season where you're still seeing 20, 40 deer. We took off flying before it got daylight, fields were completely full of deer, quite a, quite a few deer in his fields. But by the time it was breaking daylight, I would say an hour after daylight, there wasn't a single deer on his property. Really? Not a single deer out of 40 deer. Not on his he, property on, at on all. His, not on his property at all. Wow. Oh, actually, no, I take that back. I found one one deer that I'm pretty sure was a buck. It was like 
it was tucked really hard underneath of a cedar tree and finding one deer that was bedded on his property. The only thermal cover that he had as an entire property was one cedar tree. And that deer was tucked like way underneath of that. Wow. Yeah. And so then he, he, he goes to ask me, he's like, well, I thought that they were all about mine. I'm like, well, you look at your property right now from the drone, you look straight down. I mean, there's zero, like I'm sure in the spring, this is completely canopied over. You have zero sunlight to the ground. Like you have no brows. There's there's nothing there that's actually sustaining those deer and holding those deer for the mm-hmm. se- the other. They're going through your property to get to the fields to feed at night, but your property can't sustain the deer to hold them throughout the winter. And as because they say like uh, a deer, um, what is it like six? It's over sixty percent of the deer's food comes from brows 40 to what i've read is 40 to 60 percent is woody brows yes is what that is so for a deer to bed down on your property you need to have that brows for them to bed there and sustain the nutrition Mm -hmm. that they need he didn't have that at all so it was all the neighbors all the deer were like i said going out into his fields at night in the morning but then they would just work their way through his property and didn't he he did his property didn't hold a sink what held one deer well, and that's the same kind of thing here on a bigger scale. We've got 218 acres, like I said, but we've got a 65-acre hayfield that is a destination food, okay? And the reason why I think like one family group or two maybe that live here is because, I mean, there is, they're going to pick out some areas, but they're also going to kick out the bucks that, mm-hmm. you know what I mean? Like the mom's going to kick those bucks out um, and they're going to kind of take over the area. So. But this is just a big passerby farm. You know what I mean? And now <clears throat> what I'm really excited to see from this aerial map that we're doing today is that two or three years ago, we did like a hard cut. So there we logged off a lot. So um, that is in turn, we've walked through it and everything now where the 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 forest floor has got so much vegetation now. Mm-hmm. And in this this fall, we could see a direct correlation of like, the deer are spending more time here now. You know, I don't know how many times my buddy Austin would hunt up here right on the clear cut and how many bucks he's seen in the rut or even in October, he's just like, dude, they're everywhere. You know what I mean? And we usually don't get that, Mm -hmm. you know, um, it's pretty hit or miss. So that's really cool to see because now the next question he probably asked you was like, what do I do now? Exactly. Yeah. And so, um, that kind of falls into our land management package. So our, We'll just want to just dive right in the yeah, packages here. Go right okay. ahead. So our, our biggest or best or most advanced package that we offer is our land management package. What that entails is we come to your property, we create a map of your property like we're doing on yours right now. So you have a map that you can print off any size you want, three foot by whatever, however big you want the map. Put that on the wall. Um, what I like to do with my personal one that I created, I put it um, on some cardboard glued it to cardboard and you can put pins where all your tree stands are mm-hmm. and whatever, whatever you want to do. So we make a map, print it for you, give that to you. We also fly your entire property with the thermal drone. We identify bedding areas. Um, if you have food plots, um, if you want to know how many deer are using your food plots at night, we count the many deer as you want in the food plots. We take footage of those deer. We take footage of a deer that we find bedded on your property. We take everything that we see, we take footage of, and then at the very end of this, I take all the information. I tell you how many deer were on your property, um, how many deer were on your property before dark and compared to how many deer on your property after dark, um, how many deer are bedding on your property, how many deer were feeding in your food plots. I tell you, I'll give you all that information via, um, it's called a, it's like a K, 
KLM file, I think it's for Google Earth. I send that to you and basically, if you take that file that I send you, put it on Google Earth, I have highlighted areas with links to the footage of deer actually bedded on your property. So for example, if you have, if we did this property here, yep. I'll create this map, I'll send it to you. You can open this link via Google Earth Pro on your desktop. On there, I have links to every single deer that I saw. So if you, like, if you weren't able to show up with me that day, you see firsthand exactly, okay, this is where the deer were bedding. And I gave you footage of that deer bedding on that piece of, wherever that was on that, yeah. at the exact spot of that property. It's, it's pretty incredible. It is. So to add on to that, we go, we take that a step further and you say, okay, there was only five deer on the property. How do I get more bedding? or how, how do I get more deer on my property? We work, we are partnered with a land management company where you have three options with them. After we're all said and done, if you want to take this a step further and really increase your habitat, improvement on your property, you have three options. One, you can do a two hour Q and A session with a full-time professional land manager, the guy that I wish I could offer this right now, but he knows way more than I, I know. So yep. like, I don't, he does it for a living. He does it for a yep. living. So, a two-hour Q&A session. They look at the map that we created of your property via Google Earth. I get, he has all the information that I give you. Um, deer were bedded here. There was three deer bedded here. There was seven deer in your food plot here, but by daylight, they were gone. He has all the information. And you guys break down your property just for two hours. You can ask him anything you want about your property as far as like, should I hinge cut right here? If I hunt right, if my tree stand, should it be right here? Um, is my food plot like too open around the edges? Do I need to create some more brush around the edges? Anything you want to know about your property, you can sit there for two hours and ask this guy and pick apart his brain for two mm -hmm. hours. One step further is he comes to your property and actually walks it with you and sets it up. It's, I'm not going to go into detail what they do exactly because it's, it's a lot, but he basically like I mean, how they break down your property is incredible as far as they, they place ribbons everywhere on your property. Of like, okay, this is where the deer trail goes. If you put bedding here, the deer is going to come this way. This is where you should put your stand, blah, blah, blah. They break it all down. They'll even show you how to do a couple hinge cuts if you want to. Um, they'll, they'll, they'll spend a whole day on your property. Wow. Then, then one step further is they go and do the work for you as well. So God, that's it's, crazy. It's a, it's a very large package. It's, it's how we work it. It's, it's, it's based off quote on exactly what you want to do with your property. Okay. And it, like all, it all starts with us flying your property with a thermal drone and getting your, getting your current property state right now, mm -hmm. as it is like, this is what your property is doing. Now you do all the habitat work. We cut, we hire us to come back and we can show you like, wow, this is actually working. That's crazy. And you know, you talk about, I want to go back to when you were like, for instance, if we, if, if I get footage of a deer bedded, let's say it's a buck bedded <laughs> in this area. What I want to know as a landowner, if you do that for me, it's like, okay, what way was the wind blowing that day? Why is he bedded there? Is it a wind specific bed? You know, is the wind blown over his back? Is he, is he watching this area? Why is he watching this clear cut? Why is he watching this doe bedding area? Like that's the information too, that you're able to give them of like this buck, this is probably a buck bed every year. It might mm -hmm. not be his bed, but it's a, a good buck's probably going to use this. And this is why mm -hmm. X, Y, and Z like yeah. that's huge. Yeah, absolutely. And if you, you talk about doing 
again, it's it's very situational on what the landowner truly wants to know mm-hmm. about his property is, especially that breaks it down of like what time of year we want to fly it. Yeah. You want to know the best information of your property during the fall. Um, let's wait till November or late October when the leaves start coming down a little bit. Um, early November, the deer are starting to get rut. That's when most people are hunting and in the woods anyways. We provide you all that information that time of year. That's going to carry on for years and years. I mean, yeah. that's valuable, valuable information. This could, you could be finding deer in spots that you've overlooked on your property this whole time and you've never hunted or the deer bed there and you walk past them every single time and blow them out. Like yeah. it's, it's, it's really, it's truly amazing information that there, to me personally, I don't think there's any other way you can get this data. Like, don't get me wrong. Trail cameras are great. I use them but they only show you what's walking in front of that camera mm-hmm. 15 yards. Well, and to, it's just another tool in the toolbox to couple with trail cams and stuff exactly. like that. Okay, you, you're getting historical data on this certain camera, then why is it? Okay, let's get the drone up and let's figure it out. You know, Or, I mean, you could always go walk the farm too. That's, you know, boots on the ground doesn't hurt. I will say there might be some guys on here like listening to this saying, well, what if I want like topple lines on it? My First of all, before Lee answers this, my whole thing with this, the quality of this map, if you do it at the right time when there's no foliage on the ground or on the trees, you can see all the terrain. 100%. You can see the hills. You can see the, the hubs. You can see the bowls, whatever. It is wild what yeah. you can see so, on this So thing. basically picture, literally picture yourself. If I mean, I'm sure at this day and age, everyone's like seen drone footage, seen how good it or is. Or flew in an airplane. <laughs> or flew in an airplane. Literally <laughs> yeah. imagine flying tree line. <laughs> fart clock on the fart. <laughs> <laughs> we, have this we have a clock it's been here for 20 years and it's got like people around it. every time on the hour it'll fart and yeah. it's just like i thought i was fart slipping sound. one out i'm like my goodness i don't even feel that fart. we always, used to always have to do this <laughs> so yeah imagine flying on an airplane literally just above treeline level that's exactly how these maps like look at the end and when they're all finished it's yeah. like it's like you're standing on top of the tree looking down on your property and you wow. got that across the whole property. Like, I love it. Yeah. T- um, train lines are great there. I know I will figure out a way to integrate those into the map, but I mean, honestly, I, I don't think most people after they see the quality of that, these maps are, will have a, a need for it. Yeah. T- tell us a little bit about how, I don't think we went into it, but like how the whole mapping thing works. Yeah. So our aerial mapping um, package is just kind of how it sounds. We come up to your property. I like to base it off cloudy days where there's not a lot of sunlight. Um, Only reason I do that is for shadows. That way there's not shadows moving all through your property or the trees and hiding and creating shadows Mm -hmm. in spots that you can't see. So I come to your property you give me your property size and it literally doesn't matter. I, I actually have a job tomorrow. It's a guy wants, he's only up 14 acres, but he wants a map of it. <clears throat> doesn't matter how big it is, how small it is. Um, I basically create a grid over your entire property or a flight path for the drone to, to fly. And based on the elevation, the speed that I'm flying and the size of the property is d- deciphers how many pictures it takes of that entire property. I basically create the grid, click play on the drone. Drone fl- sends up automatically, flies to a start point, camera points straight down, and it starts just gridding your property back and forth, back and forth. Like I said, your property is 218 acres mm-hmm. roughly, and it's set to have taken, it's taken 4,500 pictures. It's t- From there, 
It takes all 4,500 of those pictures and stitches them together to create one map. Like that's wild. I mean, that's, that's a lot of pictures and a lot of detail <laughs> all in one map. It's to me, like, I mean, this is why it's just, it's better than aerial. I mean, set, um, Google earth, Huntwise, Onyx, all those apps, like I said, they're great tools, but to get the detail out of it and the most up-to-date map that there is, these maps blow everything out of the water. Now tell me this. So I know there's other people out there thinking right now, can I have it on my phone? Can you get it on your phone? And how does the whole Google Earth thing, because when you were explaining to me how it stitches with Google Earth, that was kind of mind-blowing too. Yes. I think to me personally, the maps are awesome. They're cool to have on the wall. They're great to look at. But to see the true benefits of that is when you put it on your desktop. Like I said, I, I it creates I create a I should have looked at this before I came here. It's like is it an K, XML? No, it's a file. K. It's K something. Okay. It's like KML or KMZ yep. or something like that. Well, anyways, it creates a file where you can literally open that. It directly, it automatically t- opens Google Earth Pro on your desktop and places the map that my drone created onto your property like i mean per like it perfect perfect it's absolutely perfect it places the map exactly over your land so you have the capabilities of let's say onyx or google earth all those capabilities zoom in zoom out see all the surrounding property but like your property is the most detailed map that there that there possibly is because it's actual images up-to-date images of your property create stitch together to create like a high resolution map that you zoom in zoom out i mean like i said when i did mine there was a little bit of snow on the ground i could literally see deer i could see every single deer track on my farm that's on wild. google earth that's so crazy i mean think about people that are in big are big into land management and habitat improvement of their property they're they're constantly constantly changing their property they're getting it logged mm-hmm. they're doing hinge cuts in certain areas if you're constantly doing that, Google Earth, I mean, that takes, like, I don't even know, is it every three years maybe? Well, so updates? this farm, it, we got it clear cut, uh, a lot of it three years ago. So it would have been 20, spring of 2020. Now we're into 2023, and it still is yet to update. Per- perfect example. Like when this I is just done, looked at it this morning. Yeah. It gonna, hasn't updated. You're going to have literally all the up-to-date information you have. I mean, yeah. deer deer change when you do stuff to your property like their patterns change Mm -hmm. um all that all that looks way different so to have that ability to uh, on google earth and on a a map on your wall to me honestly like it's it's hands down if you are serious landowner or have like i said have a property that you hunt continuously for years it's it's such it's such money well spent or if you just want a cool picture of your farm because i've seen the picture that you put on of your family farm on your wall it looks like a cool image yeah you know what i mean like you could have in literally your living room like it's kind of percent like it looks really cool the way that we 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 get them printed on either a glossy or flat piece of paper um and what you want to do from there is endless like you said you talked about uh having it on putting it against some metal so you can use magnets for it I put it on um, a nice piece of cardboard where I can put little pins on it. Like however you want to do it. Mm-hmm. If you want to just have it stashed in your closet where you can take it out and roll it out and check it at once in a while. Yeah. Whatever you want to do with it. Like uh, it's, it's totally up to you. So can you get it on your phone or no right now? Are you still working on that? <laughs> still working. So the way it, this file works is, is with Google Earth Pro. And currently right now, Google Earth app on your phone doesn't open this file. Okay. So... <laughs> There's there's some workarounds. I'm not gonna quote myself on it right now. It's possible. 
Um, but the for the best experience, it is off a desktop. Okay. I got you. Or an iPad, too, or something like that. <laughs> an iPad, but probably, yeah, I don't, I've never. Uh, oh, I guess we I could try it out. We could try it out, yeah. <laughs> yeah. As long as, as long as, wherever you have Google Earth Pro, because right now Google Earth Pro is only off like a desktop. There's no app available for it. So I'm sure that there's a way and I just haven't found it yet. But I mean, between having a map on your wall and I mean, really just checking your desktop computer, it's, it's, it's pretty impressive. Yeah. So we hit on the maps here, just kind of going through my notes, just trying to make sure we stay on, on board here. So we talked about the mapping. We talked about the land management package. Let's get into a little bit of like the general flyover and like the other packages that you offer as far as, you know, if you, if I just want you to come out and just do a flyover my property, what does yeah. that look like? So general flyovers are our most basic package, I guess is the best way to describe it. You gotta um, go check it. Yeah. Before we get into the general flyover, I'm going to go check the drone. Yeah. yeah. Another day is here and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Okay, so we are back after that break. Um, we were talking about the general flyover. So give me what the general flyover is if I wanted you to come out and just do that. <clears throat> yeah, so the general flyover, it's a, it's our, like I said, it's our most basic package, but I think it's a very valuable package for mm-hmm. guys. Um, we're, I'm not counting deer on your property. I'm not giving you exactly how many deer, like... I'm I'm not going to grid your property and look for exactly how many deer, but I'll I'll I mean I'll I'll be a good guy and tell you if how many deer I saw. Yeah. But our general flyover kind of falls in like for example, if you want to test your entrance to your stand or your property exactly what mm-hmm. we did on yours, that would fall on the general flyover, and that's basically I show up, and it all depends on what you want to know about your property. Um, like I said, if you want to know, for me walking to the stand with this wind um, on my on my property basically what we'll do is you will literally walk to your stand and I will fly the drone and see how the deer around you react to you walking in the stand, see how many deer you're blowing out. Like if you want to see, is your stand really bulletproof to get into on a, when you're hunting a food plot in the morning, are you really blowing deer out? Um, I, I can show you that. Mm-hmm. Or where I think this is most powerful is like, well, I look at it, leases in Michigan are ridiculous in price. Like it, it's expensive to lease yep. some good dirt in Michigan. So before you go and blow that, let's say $4,000 on a property, I will come to that property, fly that property and tell you, like, is it holding deer? Is there deer bedding or eating in the fields um, that you want to lease it on? Is uh, whatever you want to know about that property, I'll bring the drone, fly it to give you that reassurance before you lease or buy a piece of property. Now, is that something like if you, if I was going to go lease something, would I have to ask the lease guy be like, Hey, can I go fly this first? Or how do you no. kind of, so the way it, cause it falls under legal airspace. The when okay. I fly the drone and it is in the air, like obviously I, if the guy wants to be, um, not such a great person and says you can't stand on your property. Like I physically can't stand on the property, but like I can stand on the road, get the drone in the air. When I'm, when the drone is in the air, it is in legal airspace. And nobody owns it. Nobody owns legal airspace. It's no different than you getting a helicopter and flying from your house to, let's say, your your downtown local market. Yep. 
any property that you fly over, you're not trespassing. Okay. So I can fly legally anywhere in the world. Uh, obviously not next. There's There are air spaces that mm-hmm. you can't fly in, but I can fly over anyone's property legally. Um, now, the way I, that I would approach it is I would ask. Yep. I would, I don't want to, you don't need to step on people's toes and Piss come off on a off. bad start, yeah. but I can legally fly any piece of property. Okay. Cause I'm, at, I'm above legal experts. Not saying I go and fly every single person's property. You just don't technically legally need permission to do that. Gotcha. So, but that's a good point of like, before you go and spend thousands of dollars, you'd like to kind of know, yeah. you know what I mean? I mean, literally a couple hundred dollars could save you thousands of dollars of leasing a bad farm. Again, or buying, or, like you said. Or buying a farm. Like we had, um, after we launched the company, a uh, guy hired us to go to Iowa and he, there was a little 40 acre piece. He was very skeptical about it uh, from the maps from looking at Google earth and everything. He's like, yeah, I could see deer potentially like bedding in this section. I don't, I just don't know. And obviously before spending that type of investment on us, it was worth us going there, flying the piece of property, physically him seeing deer on the property or potentially not seeing deer on the property was the make or break to buying that piece of land. Okay. Now tell me this though. Like, is it something that you, are you flying this any time of year or is it like, out of you know do you do it during season or is it all after season it all depends on what you want to learn okay if, if you if you call me and say hey there's a buck living on my property can you find him for me and tell me where he's betting so i can go kill him no not doing that <laughs> that that falls that falls under michigan's laws of using the drone in in order of, of taking an animal yep if you want to do if you call me and say hey i truly want to know deer density numbers on my property how many deer am i holding this time of year i'll 100 do it's 100 legal to do that you're using it as management purposes not specifically specific well specifically specifically <laughs> for killing one animal right i'm going to show you okay let's say you hire me i come out there before season and we count 40 deer in your property i come you hire me again and i come back during the fall and say okay now that there's fall there's only 10 deer on the property so that just tells you at this time of year, you're missing whatever element that is to be able to hold deer on your property. Gotcha. And then again, late season, I come back and fly your property and there's zero deer on your property. That to me, that, that screams one, you're, you're not, you're not having the, you don't have the food that they want during the fall. You don't have the bedding that they want. You don't have the does that the bucks want and so on and so forth. And the late season, you obviously you don't have the, probably the, you probably don't have the woody brows or the, the yep. thermal cover that they need and the food to sustain that. I gotcha. That, that, that makes total sense. I think, so that's your, that's your base package. And then you got, that's a general flyover. And again, that falls everything from us checking your entrance points to you seeing if this property is good or not to buy, hunt, lease, whatever you want to do with it all the way to, I mean, the possibilities are endless with that. I mean, guys approach us with new, they want to know stuff about their property. Like, Oh, well, we can absolutely do that. We just never thought of it that right from, from there we go into our general reveal package gender reveal gender reveal gender package. yep <clears throat> and that is a fancy way of saying buck to doe ratios mm-hmm. so that's is when we we fly the drone we count every single deer on your property and we count bucks and does on your property so you have an exact you have an exact data of like how many bucks and how many doe on your property and that how i mean you know just as well if you have too many doe on your property 
you're not going to have that many bucks in your property. Right. The does will kick those bucks off your land. So that's just good information to know going into whatever type of season, whatever hunt or whatever you want to know about your land. It's good information to know you could have too many doe or you have the, a good herd balance. It's should I shoot more doe? Should I not shoot more doe? Like all that information we can be easily tell you with the gender reveal package. Now, is there a specific time that you of year that you like to do that? Yeah, to me, no, basically November on is the best. Um, it, it's all situational on your property. So if you have, um, if you have so a lot of food plots and a lot of ag fields on your property before season, um, I, I, I would do your property. If you don't have that and you have like a big timber piece of land with a lot of canopy and stuff like that, I'm not going to steal your money and it's not going to be very accurate for yep. you. Like the, the drone capabilities are incredible, but they can't see through leaves. Like <clears throat> some companies might tell you that they'll do it. I, I would feel guilty taking your money and doing it. Like let's say September and oct early October. Like that would just, like I said, you're not going to get very accurate results because a deer can hide under their foliage pretty easily. Mm -hmm. So yeah, that time of year, I try to stay away from that. I don't push that that time of year. Um, but again, if you have a big ag field that you know most of your deer are dumping into that at night, 100% I can do that. That'd be the easiest way I can do it at night with a, with a light on the camera and be able to tell you the, gotcha. the buck to doe ratio. Okay. So then moving on, you got the deer recovery side of things. <laughs> deer so. recovery, and that's basically exactly how it sounds you shoot a deer let's say it rains and you completely lose blood the best thing about this drone is after a rain the thermals are the best mm -hmm. like during and right after a rain it's incredible the thermals like you, you've seen the thermal capability oh, yeah. of this drone a amplify that times seven is that that's how good it is <laughs> oh like i bet like it's crazy to think but like i can send a, the drone above tree line level and like almost instantly see deer everywhere around me Wow. It, I mean, it's truly incredible. So deer recovery, you lose blood um, during a rainstorm or just a, a bad shot, not bleeding a lot. Um, you only get one lung. All that situational on what time I'll come out. Um, it can be any time of the day. We'll basically, we'll, we, if that deer's dead or didn't run 17 miles away, I will find that deer. So... To kind of give everybody like geographically, you're you're located in the west side of Michigan. How far will you travel to recover a deer? I will travel, or any of this stuff. <laughs> to be honest with you, I will. Tr it, there's no set distance. Obviously, I mean, you went to Iowa already. I already went to Iowa. If you and you've been to Kentucky and, and Kentucky. <laughs> if you want to pay for my time to be there, I will 100% do that. Um, yeah. The way that we charge is, it's 50 miles from my home, which is Newago County, um, Grant, Michigan. 50 miles radius from there, I don't charge a dime for traveling. Anything outside of that is just $1 per mile. Okay. I got you. On top of what you would charge for Correct. the fees. And, and and if you guys want to know any of these uh, fees or anything, they're on your website. What's your website again? <laughs> AerialWildlifeSolutions.net. Dot net, not dot, dot com. Yes, because that's a funny story. I Lee screwed up. I screwed up, and then, my, <laughs> and then our dot com uh, domain got stolen. Oh, really? So, yeah, the guy – so – Super long story. I'm not going to get into, but it got stolen, and he, he's basically trying to sell it to us for like thirty five hundred dollars. I'm like, no, yeah, I'm, I don't roll, need the I'm, dot com. I'm rolling dot net. <laughs> You're, Lee's trying to go against the grain. Oh my goodness! <laughs> like, I can't believe people do that. Like, hey, like he's. I, I'm not like I said, I'm not going to go into details. Yeah, the, the dude's smart for finding 
a guy like me that screwed up with a domain initially <laughs> <laughs> and he's trying to capitalize off that, but I'm not going to let him win. No, I'm, I'm rolling dot net. Yeah. .net for life. <laughs> you should get it. You should get a shirt that says .net for life. AWS. I'll get the tat. <laughs> yeah. I'll tat it. Oh, so, so yeah, all of our prices are on our website. Uh, it's a breakdown of all of our packages too. If you want to learn more about it, there's videos to go with that. Mm-hmm. Um, our YouTube channel, we're, we're constantly trying to put stuff on our YouTube channel, Ariel, Aerial Wildlife Solutions on YouTube, social media, Facebook, all that stuff. Yep. But yeah, it's it's exciting stuff. I, I truly think I think once people latch onto the capabilities of this drone, it's it's going to change hunting for a lot of people in a good way. And management. I mean, just that's and to me that's that's the most important to me is like I want to show. Like I said, so many guys think that they, um, for instance, a hunt club. You get a, a big hunt club and there's a group of, you know, I'm going to call them old timers. It's the older generation that say, no, don't shoot does. Don't, don't shoot doe. Don't shoe doe. We don't have enough doe on our property to bring bucks in there. Well, you get a younger guy that hunts a property too. And he's like, no, I see like 20 doe a sit. Like we need to shoot doe. And they're like, oh, I only see four doe a sit. So I come fly your, your property, do a, a deer density study on it. I can tell you exactly how many doe are on your property and then from there that's when you can make the judgment of whether you should be shooting more does or not well and not, not only that but you can explain to them too like this having this many does <laughs> affects your rut and the fact of like it's not as competitive Just you know what i mean it's <laughs> like and i hate to pick on the older generation but that's i mean that's kind of how it is like 100%. there there wasn't a lot of information out there back mm-hmm. then for it and now it's like you know there's a reason why you can't pick up rattling, rattling antlers in a, in a state like Michigan and rattle a deer in. Yes. I mean, you can. There is scenarios you can. But, like, when we go out to Midwest states, how many times have we blind rattled a, a, a good bucket? Well, me, me, personally, I, I rattle every hour on the hour. <laughs> <laughs> I get excited. <laughs> Just, <laughs> yeah. But, no, like, I, I hunted Iowa this year, and rattling worked great. Like I love it. I was so close to killing a big eight point by rattling. He's just... It, it didn't work out. Well, and that's how I first laid eyes on the, the Hambino when I was hunting him in Iowa. I blind rattled and he came out of the corn like it was a combine coming mm-hmm. out of there, you know, and it's it's just something that doesn't really work here. And, and, you know, that goes to the effects of does because the competition, like why would a buck leave this doe or not even leave this doe or go check out a fight that could be happening to – you know, when he's got other does over here, he doesn't need to go fight for that doe. Yeah. You know, it's it's a personality of deer. If he's mm-hmm. not if he's not a fighter, he's a yep. more of a lover, and he's like, well, screw it, I'm not gonna go fight this guy who might be twice the size of me. Yeah. If I, if I got five doe over here that I can breed, but yeah, I mean, and again, like if you have, I don't want to tell people how to manage your property. Um, that's not my line of work. Um, I have my opinions and whatnot, but I mean, if you let's take if you have a 40 acre piece of land, and you have um, let's say 20 doe bedded on your 40 acres the chances of a mature buck bedding on that property are very slim mm-hmm. uh, a, a property can only sustain so much value for deer it, it can only sustain so much nutrition needs it can it can only sustain a a, a herd size of x amount mm-hmm. if you have all those doe on your property and you're not shooting doe and your buck to doe ratio is way balanced off way thrown off <clears throat> A, a mature buck won't bed by those group of doe because there's there's just that added pressure of competition for food and everything. He's going to go find his own spot. Mature deer, in my opinion, are kind of like guys that like to hang out with themselves and do their own thing. <laughs> Obviously, they they can bachelor up uh, before season, but 
during season, I mean, you have 40 doe bedded on 40 acres. Chances are you're not going to have the bucks bedding on your property. Right. Yeah. That's a good point. And it's just stuff like that. Like people who said trail cameras are great, but they only show you so much. Yep. And with my, my drone capabilities, I can show you exactly what is happening on your property. And from there, however you want to take that knowledge and do play into what you will. Yes. Yes. No, I like that. That's, I mean, I think we hit the whole gamut here. I don't, did we miss anything? You got anything out to touch on? No, uh, we just got, um, our packages, um, the maps, um, right now is the best time to do them. Honestly, if you own any land or hunt any land that you plan on hunting for years, I, I truly, truly think that these are worth it. And I mean, like I said, it's the most up to date and the most high resolution detailed map that there is on the market. hundred percent. And anybody that wants to know more, get a hold of you, how do they get a hold of you to do this? Um, they can reach out through me through, uh, the website, aerialwildlifesolutions.net. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, shoot me an email, aerialwildlifesolutions at gmail.com. Um, social media, direct message me any, any way you want. My numbers posted all over every mm-hmm. single platform. So you can call me directly. Um, however you guys want to do it. Um, I'll be as fast as possible in replying to you. Like I said, this is the best time of year where I'm really pushing the, the mapping, um, deer densities. It's take it or leave it. It's, it's kind of not relevant this time of year. So I, I wouldn't, I wouldn't push that on people, but, uh, the mapping, this is the time to do it. Cool. Well, I'm going to get this episode out like here in the next couple of days. So it's relative and, and people can hit you up hopefully from it. Yes. So. Yes. Like I said, I will, I will come anywhere. Um, if you're out of state, that's you're maybe not worth me coming out there <laughs> for the, for a map, but I'll do it. Uh, yeah. but I mean, if you're anybody that's listening in Michigan, honestly, I, <clears throat> I bet my prices are cheaper than, I don't even know what, like like a Hunter map on. I don't even know what those run. So I I have one and I uh I bought it um years ago. Gosh, when they were like new. And I want to say I don't even want to say. It was a couple hundred bucks. Yep. I do know that for sure and but that was a I couldn't go any bigger once I was supposed to wanted to go bigger. So the map's kind of smaller, but when I wanted to go bigger, the price went up on mm-hmm. it. And I'm like, so I don't even know what they run now, but still, like I look at that Hunter map and then I look at the map that you have on your wall of your 40 acres and I'm like, <laughs> nothing Not against Hunter. It's got great mapping for awesome. what it is, mm-hmm. but like- It's a, just a satellite image. It's, yeah. It's just a satellite yeah. image It's not, and it's not up to date. And I will say like there is a, a satellite image on a certain app, uh, like a you know hunting app, like mapping app. That still to this day, it's the third year running. My farm at my house, it has a cloud over it still. <laughs> it's literally got a cloud over like the the core of what I hunt. And I'm like this. So I immediately deleted the app and I was like, ask for my money back. Yeah. And I'm like, what the what the hell? Yeah. You know, I don't need that. We're not getting any clouds in this. So, <laughs> jeez. No, but I'm, I'm below cloud line. Yeah. So, well, cool. Lee, thanks for doing this, man. And thanks for coming up here and, and doing the map and but yeah, the, if you guys want to get a hold of Lee, go to the website, check that out. Um, .net. Yeah, I'll put a link in the show <laughs> notes too, so you guys can follow that link to the website and uh, hit them up. And I, you know, like Lee said, we're probably we're not in green up at all yet in April. I mean, the grass is getting greener, but I would like to think here in the next two to three weeks we're gonna start getting green. Yeah, you'll I start getting say. buds, but for, for like, I bet that I got a solid. I would like to think that I have a solid 
I mean, when does the leaves really start popping here? Like late May? Yeah, probably. So I have to late May to get like the full. Don't I obviously can do your map any time of the year, but to see like literally ground the ground on your map and potentially deer trails and all that, um, I would say till late May is probably the best results. Obviously, again, I could do it any time of year. You just have to be okay with having like foliage on your property. Yep. Cool. All right. Thanks, guys, very much. So please go to iTunes, leave a five-star rating, and leave a written review. Also, go to Spotify, do the same thing, and we'll be right here next time on the Fall Podcast.